When I first started Social Scoop, I won't lie, I had no experience professionally producing a podcast. And the cost of hiring a professional to produce it for me was something that always stopped me from starting in the first place. I was at a virtual seminar in early 2021 when I learned about Riverside FM, where you could easily record podcasts and videos in studio quality. Fast forward and I've been a Riverside user now for almost two years. And now that they've introduced AI tools like video transcription, I'm literally never leaving them. Click on the link in the show notes and use code SCOOP for 20% off any individual plan so that you can spend more time being creative and less time on poor quality and tech issues. Taking care of yourself and your mental health as a creator is important all year long, not just in May for Mental Health Awareness Month. Do you find yourself consistently working beyond business hours or days because you work for yourself, so there's no pressure to stop working at a certain time? Maybe you constantly feel burnt out because there's no separation between your work and your personal life, and you feel pressure to make content out of literally everything. Honestly, I have felt like this on more than one occasion. As a full-time content creator, I can get so caught up with creating content and managing my business that some days it honestly is really hard to stop working and take time for myself. It's a constant battle between hustling to build a successful business out of being a creator while still maintaining personal boundaries that are going to protect my mental health. So how do you maintain a healthy work-life balance and continue killing it as an entrepreneur? I'm Kristen Buscan. I've been a full-time creator for over three years and I've brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence and creativity into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Today, we're here with Pamela Zapata, New York City-based talent and marketing executive who has over 12 years of experience mastering influencer strategy, integrated marketing, talent relations, casting, and production for some of the biggest networks, brands, and agencies in the industry. In 2019, she founded Society18, a bi-coastal influencer management and consulting agency with a focus on multicultural and multi-ethnic content creators and digital strategy. After working in the influencer marketing industry for almost a decade before building her own company, she realized that there's a big gap when it comes to creators of color. This gap influenced her to take the lead to start her own company where she could directly address the issue by working with multicultural and multi-ethnic content creators to help them understand their value while also helping advise brands and agencies on the importance of strategically including diverse influencers into their brand campaigns. Pamela is an entrepreneur who understands the struggle of maintaining a work-life balance in this crazy industry. Working in the industry with creators on a daily basis, she understands the toll that being a creator can really take on your mental health. Today, we're diving into how to pursue your passions as a creator and entrepreneur and still take care of you. We're giving you the scoop on all things work-life balance as a creator. This, my biz BFF, is Social Scoop. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 96 of Social Scoop Podcast. My name is Kristen, and as always, I'm so excited that you're here. I have to quickly give a shout out to our newsletter. If you're not part of our newsletter at this point, you have to join, especially because every Tuesday we send you out a reminder about the podcast episode that's going live. But something new and exciting with our newsletter is we actually are sharing a shelter dog of the week in every single newsletter. So if you need a Tuesday pick me up and you want to see a cute dog every single week that's adoptable, go ahead and sign up for our newsletter. Starting with the news this week, TikTok has a new creator effects program that will pay creators for making high performing effects. They've created a $6 million fund that will be available to creators in select regions. 
basically for every effect that is used in 500,000 unique videos within 90 days of being published, that creator will get $700. For every 100K videos published after that, within the 90 days, creators will get an additional $140. Now, I'll be honest with you, I don't know anything about creating effects, but if this is up your alley, it seems like this is a really great way to just continuously make effects for fun and just see what hits and hopefully make some really good money as people are using them. Instagram has also added the ability for broadcast channels to add guests. So hosts will be able to invite other participants as guests to join their channels for conversation. So in the example that they used to actually announce this new feature, they had Adam Asari and Mark Zuckerberg in the same broadcast channel and kind of had him like as a little host. And in some of the examples that I've seen in their marketing materials for this feature, they'll have people kind of come in as a guest where I as the host might be able to ask questions to the person who's my guest, obviously among other ways of using this feature. But I will definitely be utilizing this feature hopefully sometime soon in the future. I'm thinking about using it to kind of collaborate with my podcast guests as a way to advertise the episodes that we're coming out with. So I'm going to be playing around with this. If you're not in my broadcast channel yet, you can go right to my profile and pop into it. I'm still really learning how to utilize it in a way that's helpful for you guys. So I'm open to any suggestions. If you're someone who uses a third party platform to schedule any of your Instagram content, you'll be very happy to hear that third party platforms will soon be able to provide Instagram stories scheduling. So the Instagram graph API, they're basically going to make it so that stories will be something that these platforms are also able to go into Instagram and auto schedule for you to auto post. So if you're someone who does like to schedule things and stories might be something that you want to schedule, then hopefully a lot of our favorite scheduling platforms will have this available soon. And probably the piece of news that I'm the most excited for, Instagram now allows you to use GIFs in the comments. So I actually like stumbled upon this over the weekend. I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. I'm really excited to start using it. When you go to actually comment on someone's reel or on someone's photo, there's a little GIF button over on the side and you can click on that choose a GIF and actually use that GIF as your comment. I love it. And that wraps up all of our news for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed and I hope you love the rest of this episode with Pamela. As always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or want to hang out and chat about this episode, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. Having a work-life balance as a creator feels kind of close to impossible, but there are actually some really great tips that you can try out and things that you can work through to hopefully have a better work-life balance. And today I'm here with Pamela Zapata, who is the CEO and founder of Society18. She's going to be here sharing some of her tips with us. So Pam, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Really yeah, appreciate it. I'm definitely really excited because I know you work with a lot of creators. So I'm sure you've seen from a bunch of different perspectives how everyone works. And it's probably a little <laughs> crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like people forget that influencers and content creators are really like entrepreneurs and business owners mm-hmm. of their own their own right. And I think, you know, a lot of these creators haven't didn't go into this understanding and realizing that it's your own business. You have to set your own schedule. You have to be self-motivated. You know, a lot of them have previously had, you know, nine to five jobs where they would clock in and clock out and someone's holding you accountable and really you're holding yourself accountable here. And it's a lot more challenging than a lot of, a lot of people think. Yeah, it it truly is. And it's a great point to bring up that most 
creators do not get into it understanding. Um, so to back it up a little bit, I want to kind of talk about you and your business first. So can you kind of give everyone a rundown of who you are and what you do? Yeah. So I, um, my name is Pamela Zapata. I started Society 18 about four years ago, uh, after working in talent relations, casting production, um, and a couple different marketing agencies for almost 10 years. Uh, I started my career in LA working in TV development, uh, at Ryan Seacrest. And then I moved over to E Entertainment where I was working in talent and casting and casting more traditional talent. So, you know, celebrities, A-listers, reality TV stars, hosts, And then I saw this shift into influencer um, around 2012. And instead of casting, you know, A-list celebrities, they wanted to cast YouTubers. And that was an interesting shift because we hadn't (laughs) done that before. So it kind of made me um, think about, all right, what is the next move for me? Should I move into this space? And from there, I went to a talent management company that focused on influencers. And then I went to this other startup that was very Gen Z Uh, It was like a Gen Z digital media platform and it was very uh, influencer focused and essentially they wanted me to leave their talent and casting. And that's when Musical.ly was popping off for TikTok. Um, (laughs) And there I saw that there was these creators that started as a hobby, which a lot of them do and amassed these massive following and following and ended up being represented and managed by either their mom or a friend (laughs) or a super shady manager And it was like kind of planted a couple seeds in the back of my head. Like there needs to be more resources out here for these emerging talent that blow up overnight and then have, you know, the the ability to make a lot of money in the space and don't really realize how much they could be making. Um, Then I moved to New York and I worked at two different marketing agencies. One of them called UEG and I was overseeing Unilever uh, brands. So Dove, Suave, Tresemme. Mm-hmm. Acts, a lot of their personal care brands handling influencer strategy, casting, execution, campaign management, contracts, negotiations, everything. And was seeing similar things where there was creators that were representing themselves, didn't understand yeah. their value. More so creators of color too that just weren't being seen by these bigger agencies right. and were just doing this by themselves. Uh, and then I went to another agency called Star Power, and I was overseeing the Estee Lauder account. Um, so Estee Lauder, Beth, Bobby Brown, Mac, Aveda, Origins, handling strategy, casting, negotiations. And after that, I got to a place where if you ever work in New York, and agency life is just no joke. It's like a hustle. It's a grind. <laughs> never ending. You don't really mm-hmm. sleep. And it's so competitive. And you're just like, it's just in it. And I got to a place where I was like, you know what? I want to do something a little more meaningful and impactful. I still want to stay in the space because I understand the value and I think it's a great industry to work in, but I want to do something a little more meaningful. And that was to work with creators that were underrepresented, uh, especially like black and brown creators who, when I was getting rates from um, back at the agency, were just coming in half as much as other talent that either had management or that were had agents. Like it just, there was a huge discrepancy and I wanted to fill that help fill that gap and yeah. be a representative of these women. And that's where Society 18 came from. <laughs> I love that. I love it. So yeah. um, what kind of have you seen from the creators that you've worked with in terms of how they run their businesses? Like, is it honestly, is everyone just super different? Everyone is so different. There are some that just, they see it as a business they hustle and hustle and the grind is there and they, you know, they wake up, they shoot content <laughs> or they'll wake up and they'll plan a content calendar or they'll, you know, they're just self-motivated and they'll knock things out. And there's others that will probably wait like <laughs> till Tuesday or Wednesday. 
all right, let me pick up my camera and shoot something and just we'll dilly dally. And it's hard because really what you put into it is what you get out of it. And as a management company, all we can do is give you the strategy, right. guide, give you guidance, help obviously negotiate your deals on the back end. So to give you that time back so that you can focus on content creating. But then a lot of times when they get that time back, they're like, oh, cool, I could just chill, <laughs> which I mean is, is okay, but they're going to see that because there's creators right. that are putting in the work, posting two to three videos a day on several platforms that are growing and that are going to get those deals because they're tagging the brands and they're increasing their visibility. And they just have, they see it as a, like a job, <clears throat> not as like, yeah. oh, like, this is the thing I do. So I've seen it all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it's kind of like a, it is a tough balance. Like we talked earlier about work-life balance. I feel like it is such a tough balance because there's that like kind of competition there. You know, like you said, there are those creators who are going to be busting out multiple videos a day. But then, you know, if you need a break, you need a break. So like, what kind of tips do you typically offer, you know, like your clients who maybe you see that are struggling with, you know, keeping up with all that, is demanded of them and also trying to like maintain their mental health and not like go crazy and always be hustling. It's a lot. It's a lot because also the landscape just keeps shifting. I mean, we, when I started YouTube and Instagram were like our biggest focus and then Mm -hmm. TikTok blew up during COVID and everyone was like the new shiny platform. Everyone's on it. Brands want to spend money on it. Brands are seeing the ROI. And now all these creators are like, oh no, I have to now start using this new. And a lot of people were against it because they're like, it's just not, I don't, I just don't feel comfortable posting. And like, it's just not my vibe. Right. Even for me, TikTok's not my platform. Instagram's my platform. Um, so I get it. And we never want to force creators to do things that aren't authentic to them. But at the same time, the money's there. Mm-hmm. And it's a great, it's an easy platform to grow on right now. People, you know, I mean, right now, obviously with the legal issues, yeah. who knows what the Old, but it's really important to be on multiple platforms period that's like the key learning because remember when vine was a thing and then vine disappeared mm-hmm. and you know obviously youtube and instagram have been and facebook even for like older demographics have been pretty much around but i think it's about um continuing to stay up to date with trends and see it as like your livelihood because you know a lot of these creators are making six figure salaries off of social right. so it's up to them to make sure they're educated. And it's up to us too, to make sure that we give them that education on what we're seeing on our end. Um, but it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. I think therapy is also really important because I think we don't realize mm-hmm. as we get in our own way, we don't realize why, whether it's procrastination, which I was like the queen of putting things off that I didn't want to do <laughs> it's about figuring out what are your barriers? What are the things you need to work on? Maybe finding a therapist or a coach to help you through them. Because a lot of times we do get in our own way. And right. um, if you're procrastinating, it's because obviously it's something you don't want to do. But maybe just shift your mindset and just think about all the mental time. Instead of thinking about every 10 minutes of, God, I need to do that. God, I need to do that. Eat the frog first thing in the morning. Oh, I love eat the it. frog. <laughs> and then you think about it. And then all mm-hmm. that mental energy that you spend thinking about doing it, like it's, it's just you have to yeah. do other things. I love that. Yeah, that's like my favorite productivity method. I'm not typically like a big procrastinator, but with some tasks, I'm like, I just really don't want to do this. Like, and it really like it drains you all day being like, oh crap, I have to like do my taxes at the end of the day. I have to do my taxes. (laughs) And I was like, and I've been putting it off for weeks. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 
Yeah, I just need to do it. And that's one of those things, exactly, where you're just like, oh, I really don't want to. But then once it's done, you just can take like a breath of fresh air and it's awesome. Um, yeah. I think one thing you brought up too that's interesting is like the idea of creators kind of like getting comfortable going to therapy. I think at this point in life, I would say therapy is like no one's like afraid to talk about going to therapy and and all that anymore which is great but even having a coach as well like kind of almost doubles as a therapist in some ways I know for me as someone who works with a lot of creators as a coach that I feel like is half my job is really being like okay what's really going on here guys like we need to to figure it out and like you know again walking through people walking people through all of these situations that they get into that it's all like mental blocks. There's so many of those that go on. Yeah. Part of it, like even with our clients, we're management, but like, yeah, (laughs) because if they can't get up to do something or they don't feel motivated to do it, then there's something else there. Right. I mean, we're not like licensed therapists, but we can definitely (laughs) recommend like maybe you should explore these avenues and like get some help and, you know, it's not easy, but I think now is the time to your point, like after COVID, I think everybody realized that everybody needed therapy and they were either going to kill their partner or <laughs> <laughs> marry them. And <laughs> a lot of people, you know, fell into depression and like, mm-hmm. it just put mental health at the forefront where you couldn't avoid it and ignore it anymore. So I feel like the stigma is now gone and it's so normal. Yeah. Like even though, I mean, I have a coach that is also a therapist and without her, I wouldn't be where I am now with the business. Like you right. just, we're not perfect. Right. Like there, and also like, even if you don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with you, have a couple sessions. You'll start to unpack <laughs> things that you do not even think were there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're like, Oh, well that makes a lot of sense as to why I think that way. Like, okay, I get it now. It's very, it's eye opening, yeah. if nothing else, you know, like you yeah. don't have to wait until something's wrong to go to therapy. Um, yeah. but you bring up a good point about COVID. Like I think that was a huge like shift point for me as well. Like as a business owner, I previously also being someone who, who lived in New York and like was so used to the hustle and bustle. Like I had no chill whatsoever. Like every minute of my day needed to be like filled with something. What am I doing to improve? What am I doing to improve? And I had absolutely no chill. And I, after COVID, when I was forced to do nothing. I think at that point is when I personally was like, okay, so I can actually do less and still get the same result. Why am I going so hard and like killing myself yeah. here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also you didn't realize how probably exhausted you were where you were like, wait, literally I can, like, like I can, I can, <laughs> can hear my, like, and New York is, I mean, I feel like I went through that where I was like, all right, how are we stacking the day? Right. Yep. We get to work then we have a happy hour. Then we have dinner. Then we have drinks <laughs> after that. And then what are we doing? Okay, great. Saturday. What's going on Sunday? We're we doing a brunch. Are we doing like, you just, there's <laughs> yeah. so much, everyone else is doing so much and it's, so hard not to feel guilty especially yeah. when the weather's nice not to do something so mm-hmm. but then I think to your point it was an opportunity for people to like slow down and just reflect and think about all right yeah I'm doing too much I'm burning out I'm really right. tired I didn't realize how tired I was and also I don't really like my job that much I don't like the space <laughs> I don't really like my partner like what it, like yeah. I just have all these distractions and that would fill the time that I didn't realize how I'm really feeling about everything in my life Exactly. Yeah. It's, I think it was obviously such a horrible time, but also like a very eye opening time. And I think that if COVID had not happened and and I had not had that like forced moment of chill, then I probably would not like 
be good now. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't think I'd be okay, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a lot. Even what we used to do, and now obviously everyone's working from home, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I used to wake up at six o'clock, five thirty, go to the gym, shower, get ready, yeah. drive to work, like forty five minutes to an hour go to work, walk out to get lunch, yeah. come back and then drive an hour home. Like what? <laughs> it's a lot. It's a Every lot. Day? Right. And I mean, for so many creators too, like they're doing all of that and then going home, planning content, shooting content, posting content. Like that is, that's too many hours of, of hustling, honestly. Yeah, um, it's a lot. Do you have any creators that you work with now who do still have nine to five jobs? Um, I have one, maybe one or two. Yeah, one or two um, that still have. And it's for different reasons. One is, either, yeah. you know, the revenue is not in a place where they want to be quit. They kind of want multiple sources of revenue, yeah. which I think is always smart. Um, and also there's so much flexibility with content creation. Like as long as you're really good with your time, you can do both. Um, so, yeah, we do have some that are. And yeah. it's Ironically enough, those are the ones that are the best with time management because they are like, (laughs) they have to be. I don't have much time to do it, you know, nine to five or nine to six. Mm -hmm. Like, I need to do it at night or on the weekends, and I can't put it off because I'm working. So it's like, yeah, ironically, the ones that are on time and, you know, meet deadlines. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it almost like brings up this kind of point of like prioritizing creating because I I know like for me I talk with a lot of creators who are kind of just getting their you know their feet off the ground with everything like they're really trying to get to a point where they can be full-time but they're asking me you know oh I just don't feel like I have enough time I don't feel like I have enough time and I'm like but that is like what it's going to look like right now you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like you can't build a business while you still have a job and not feel like you don't have enough hours in the day. I think there's like not a lot of ways to get around that, you know, and that that's what the weekends are for. That's what the nights are for. But again, getting really good at prioritizing and time management so that hopefully you do that really well and you're able to monetize even quicker and then get to a point where you don't have to do both of those at once. But I know that that's something I deal with a lot of creators on is just like, how do I balance the two? Yeah. And I think, and I, I think about, I've thought about that a lot actually recently. I feel like not a lot of people are willing to sacrifice certain things. Like, mm-hmm. well, I don't want to give up my bottomless brunch on Sunday, or I don't want to <laughs> give up the trip. Like, I don't want to, they're unwilling to sacrifice things in the short term yeah. for a really long-term result. And I think that's when you see the hustle, like the people that really do succeed are the ones that are like, all right, I'm going to make the sacrifice to, you know, work on a Saturday and Sunday. Cause that's what I was doing when I was, you know, on the mm-hmm. side, when I was at the agency, which was not easy because agency hours are insane. But on the nights, on nights and weekends, I was at home, like filling out, figuring, like creating yeah. a website and together an Instagram. And I didn't really know what it was, but I was just getting the blocks together because I was like, well, at least I'll have some sort of framework for when I do decide to quit. I can right. actually not be starting from scratch and have the pressure of like, I need to be making money. Like it's, you have less pressure because you know, the money's coming in with your salary. This is just a hobby. And then once you start monetizing, you can right. figure out, all right, how much do I need to cover just my bills or how much do I need to cover my salary? Do I need three clients or six clients or 12 clients? Yeah. What does that look like? Um, but sacrifice is important. Like you yeah. gotta sacrifice. it's like almost, it's unavoidable. And I think there are almost like there are, 
there are like seasons of sacrifice and seasons of hustle. And I think that that's okay. You know, like I don't think as a business owner, especially as a creator where there's so much going on at all times and like you feel like you have to work all the time. I I think that there are times when it's going to be busier. Like I think about being a creator during Q4 when like every brand wants to hire you for everything. And it's like, great. And you have so much work like that to me, Q4 is like, all right, I am in the end of Q3 preparing myself mentally for the hustle that's about to come. But then in January, February, I'm like, okay, I've got like, I don't have to hustle as much. Like maybe this is a time where I, you know, I read more books or like I make sure to take my dog for a walk more often or whatever it is. And I have like those times of year that I hustle more than others. And I think that is healthy, but it's difficult Mm -hmm. as someone who's growing a business to never have those times of hustle. Like it's unavoidable. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to your point, like there are, like you said it, right? Like there are seasons like to be in that, in that state of hustle and grind every, like, I mean, that's how you burn out. And I've done that. Yeah. A lot of times because I'm just, I'm just such a go-getter and I'm just so ambitious and I'm always like, all right, what's next? Or how do we double that? Or how do we triple that? Yeah. How do we grow? How do, like, I'm just, the, the thirst is there and the drive is there. So you have to be really, you have to check in with yourself because yes, it can lead to being very successful, but then if you're burning out, you're used, you're not useful to anyone and then right. you're also not happy. So then it's like, is it even worth it? So it's like, be okay giving yourself those busy seasons, but make sure you come back from that, whether it's a vacation or time to like get creative because you're just, you know, going through the motions in Q4 and just executing, <laughs> right. just working with the brand. So it's just whatever the brand wants. And then Q1, you take the time to be more creative and think about, all right, what do I want to do? Where do I want to take my my brand? How do I strategize for this year? What are my goals? Yeah. I think it's like, to your point, it, it's seasons of it. Um, and right. just realizing when, like checking in with yourself and making sure that you're not burning out and giving yourself some things to do for you, I think yeah. too is important, which I wasn't doing at one point. I wasn't going to the gym. I wasn't dating. I wasn't... I wasn't seeing my friends. I was right. just working 12 hour days. I was working weekends and I grew the business into a great place and we had a great year, but I was absolutely miserable in and out of depression. Yeah. It was just not good. So it's like right. finding that balance is really important. Yeah. And it also makes me think too, like I know as someone who is very similar to you in the way that like I am also like, so like hungry for it. Like I always want more. Like, how can we do better? How like, I'm always thinking about those things in the back of my head. But one thing that I recently tried to do more of was like spend the time that I need to actually like soak up what I've done. I know for me, yeah. like if I, if I work so hard, I'm like, Ooh, okay. Like let's hit this goal. And I hit that goal. I'm like, awesome. Now on to the next, like, how are we going to double that? And I'd never take the time to like sit in that and be like, wow, I wanted to hit that goal. And I hit that goal. Like, that's awesome. You know, good for you. I never, ever did that. Trying to get more comfortable with that now. Yeah, I think we're the same person. It's like our <laughs> best, like the best, it's our best and our worst feature. Truly. Uh, quality. Because it's why we're so successful. Because we're like, never just comfortable with whatever we've achieved. We're always looking for yep. better and greater and larger. And But also we don't give us, ourselves <laughs> enough credit for the accomplishments that we do have. Like yeah. even now I'm like, I've built this, you know, seven figure business. I have a team of six and then we have like almost 40 creators and I'm like, all right, cool. But like, why don't we have 50? Yeah, or 60? exactly. <laughs> also look what they're doing. And it's like, mm-hmm. also don't compare yourself to others. Mm. 
that is also a great piece of advice because I feel like as business owners and even creators are always like, well, why does that girl or that creator have that partnership? I want to work with that brand. Like everyone has their own journey. Everyone has their own way of like growing. Like we all have a path that we're set to be on. Use your competitors and people around you as motivation to do more and do better. Don't use it as like, wow, like there's like, as a way to bring yourself down because it's a waste of energy and it's not going to get you anywhere. Use it as a way to motivate you to be like, all right, I'm going to level up this month. I'm going to do this and I'm going to pitch myself to these brands and I'm not going to just wait for the brands to come to me. I'm going to be proactive and pitch myself. And this is what that pitch looks like. Like just take two seconds if you need to cry and be like, (laughs) okay, well, we all have our moments where we're like, oh, but don't last too long there because it's not a good place. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I definitely think that like, again, I think it comes back to like it all being a balance, like take the time that you need to, to soak it all up, but then also like, don't stay there too long. You're right. Like, cause I think sometimes when you stay like stagnant for too long, whether it's like in the imposter syndrome or it's like you've accomplished a goal and you're like, okay, I can get comfortable here. Like, I think in both situations, getting too comfortable anywhere doesn't really do you any favors, you know, like, and and maybe that kind of like builds into like the hustle culture thing where like you, you are always kind of like feeling like you have to do more. But I do think that like finding the balance of the amount of time that you can kind of like stay in a certain situation is important for growth. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. Yeah. There has to be a balance where you're like, okay, I've achieved this. Like, I'm just going to chill for the, like a couple of weeks, Yeah. but then I'm going to set these goals. Cause that's how you continue to move up. Like you can't get too complacent or comfortable because then that's boring. But yeah. Even, like, boring. <laughs> and, like, you know, like, boring is your like lane. That's totally fine. Like, that's also fine. You know, it's not for everyone. <laughs> the hustle is not for everyone. And I had to learn that cause I would get frustrated with people um, even like in my small, like I'm, I'm from a small town in Massachusetts and I remember they were like, yeah, wait, me too. Stay. Where? Really? Yeah. Lawrence. Ewan. Okay. I'm from like right outside of Springfield. Oh, wow. That's I funny. Massachusetts. <laughs> I love that. Um, that's funny. So yeah. So I, I have friends there that are still there that like, mm-hmm. you know, got married, had kids, raised their family, never traveled the world. And it's like, to each yeah. their own. Like it's not right. for everyone, right? Like, and it's being okay with that and not being like judging people for that. Right. Like that is happiness for some people and fulfillment. So it's like, who are we to, to put, you know, our opinion on someone else who's like, no, I, I made this salary. I love, you know, being a creator in this space and this right. is what I'm comfortable with and I'm happy with. And it's fine. Totally. totally exactly. Yeah. And it almost like kind of reminds me of like you were saying, you have a a creator who just like has their nine to five job and wants to keep it, you know, like even with me as a coach, like there are plenty of creators who I work with who just want to make the side income. Like they're fine with that. They love their job. They're doing a job that they love. And I think that that's actually something that recently I've tried to change in my messaging because it was always about like, let me show you how to, you know, monetize your way to full time and everything. But I, the more conversations that I had with people, the more I was like, wow, not everyone does want to do this full time. <laughs> it was like kind of an eye opening situation because in my head, I was like, well, why would you not want to, you know? But I've also not had a job that I loved, like a nine to five job that I would want to stay at necessarily. <laughs> so that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. yeah. I think everyone always tells like the side hustle is like the freedom and to escape because mm-hmm. everyone wants to be free from that. 
Because then it's like financial independence is like the most powerful thing. You yeah. realize you don't need to work in corporate America to pay your bills and to survive. And you yeah. can create a space of your own where you can make as much or as little money as possible. Like it's so freeing. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that's like, for me, one of the most appealing things about being a creator was being able to have like, even the the freedom of like time. I think that's my favorite right. part of being mm-hmm. a creator is like, you know, I, I got up this morning and I went to volunteer at the dog shelter for three hours and just got to hang out with dogs for a few hours this morning. Like, I love having the ability to do what I want with my schedule. And I think for me, that was a good and a bad thing. Again, kind of going back to like, you are the only person holding yourself accountable in so many of these situations. So sometimes having all of that free time is like a little overwhelming and kind of scary because you're like, well, what do I do to fill all of it? Like no one's going to tell me. (laughs) Like you have to be the one to figure it out. And the guilt, the Mm -hmm. guilt when you're not productive and you take time for yourself to take a break or not fill the time with things. It's like, oh, the guilt was, it took me, the guilt was the hardest the hardest. Yeah. Some people are like, I don't feel guilty about doing nothing. But for me, <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, I can't like, we're this busy. I know this has to be done and that has to be done. And like, it's all on me. And if I want to disappoint and it was like, not even disappointing. It was like disappointing my, my clients. And right. like, it wasn't even, like, which they would have been fine. Like if, I, yep. if it got <laughs> the next day, but for me, I'm like, no, 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 we have to do it. Like it has to mm-hmm. happen. So just not feeling guilty about taking time for yourself because you, yeah. for you to be either your best version of yourself, you need that time. And then you're doing your clients a disservice if you're not doing that. Right. And that's a, that's a great, great, great point for creators. Cause so many creators that I talk to are like, Oh, well, like, you know, I don't want to take a break on TikTok Cause if I don't post for a few days, like they're going to deprioritize my content and all of these things. And it's just like, that's not how our priorities should be. It shouldn't be like, oh, you know, like I don't want to lose TikTok views, so I'm not going to take the break. I'm just going to like, you know, spiral into a depression or whatever it is. Like, like it sucks that that's the mentality that has like gotten drilled into our head as creators. But it's it's one that I think is very important to like push aside and try not to pay attention to because the thing is, is like your audience, they love you and they care about you, but they are not going to like be mad at you or they're not going to like hate you. Yeah, if you take yeah. a few days off, like it's fine. It's not that serious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. They're probably, yeah. And it's funny. Cause we make, we tell, we tell our clients a lot of times, like try not to take too much break. And yeah. like, if you, and if you do, like, there's ways to get a, there's scheduling tools, right? right? Or shoot in bulk. That way, like, you don't have to constantly be creating. Find one day, shoot right. six looks or five videos, like, whatever you need to do and get it all out of the way. That way, if you want to take a week off, you can. All this content's right. done. You already scheduled it to go live. Yeah, you're not going to be there if you don't want to be online engaging with your audience, but at least the content's out there, right? So there's ways to work around it <clears throat> where you can still take your time. Right. And also, like, yeah, to your point, though, if you have to take time off and you don't want to do any of that, you can do that. Like, the world's not going to end. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, like, under- be okay with, okay, like, maybe if my I'm not a priority in the algorithm after, like, a month break, how do yeah. I get back up there? Like, understand what the repercussions are of those actions. And be okay with that. And that's fine. Right. Um, but plan around it if you can, because there's so many tools now that allow us to to do that. 
Exactly. Exactly. Um, Well, this was such a great conversation. I hope that everyone listening feels like a little more like seen and heard because I think a lot of the stuff that we went through today is stuff that, I mean, I personally talk with creators all the time about um, a lot of the struggles that I see from creators time and time again. So it's important for you guys listening to know that you're definitely not alone here and it doesn't really matter how successful you are. I think we all go through all of this stuff that we talked about today. Um, so Pamela, thank you so much for sharing your your wisdom with us today. Thank you for having me. I hope this was a good learning for everyone. Um, hopefully I'll be back soon. Yay. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.